if you want the latest news in technology, reviews of great new tech hardware and software, along with helpful tech tips, then Tech Brood with Greg Doig is the podcast for you and everyone that loves tech. Welcome back to Tech Brood. I'm your host, Greg Doig, and it's April 30th, 2022. I will be changing up the content delivery a little more and adding new features during the week. You can always keep up with weekly tech news by subscribing to my tech newsletter. You find that by going to gregdoig.com. That's G-R-E-G-D-O-I-G.com. And I will be creating video content to add to the content I deliver to all those who love their tech brood just the way they like. And if you want to see some great lessons and tips in a range of old and new tech topics, stay tuned and subscribe wherever you listen at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and more. You can check my page at gregdoig.com forward slash techbrood for links to all my channels. This week's main topic is a really brief history of the internet. So how did it all start? Well, the internet has existed for a long time now, and it's the result of many people's hard work. In the 1960s, U.S. government researchers funded by places like the Department of Defense were looking at ways to help improve communication systems. These researchers had a variety of ideas about how to make this happen, so they decided to let some of them test their theories on the new network. The researchers worked at DARPA, which is D-A-R-P-A, and DARPA, or the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, is a United States government agency responsible for the development of new technologies for use by the military. DARPA is known for developing some of the most cutting-edge technologies in history, One of them, which, of course, is the Internet, and they also developed GPS. So what were some of the first personal computers that arrived on the scene? Well, let's take a look. Back in 1975, the Altair, which is A-L-T-A-I-R, was the first personal computer that was sold commercially. It was made by MITS, and it's considered to be one of the most important computers in history. It had 256 bytes of memory, no keyboard or monitor, and was programmed with machine code. There were switches on the front that were used to set 0 and 1 values for the code being entered, which of course was in machine language. Then in 1977, the TRS-80, also known as the Trash-80, was a computer that had a 4 kilobyte memory capability built into it. It was one of the earliest personal computers and had a cassette tape for storing data. It had a monochrome monitor and circuits under the keyboard. And as most people are familiar with this name, Apple I and II were developed by Steve Jobs, Steve Wozniak, and Ron Wayne. They were released in 1976 and 1977, respectively. They are considered to be two of the most important computers in history also, because they were the first commercially successful models of personal computers at that time. And something that came along to be considered one of the first portable computers was the Osborne Portable in 1981. And they called it portable because it only weighed six pounds. And then IBM, which of course had been making computers for some time in the mainframe and mid-sized computer market for businesses, they introduced the IBM PC in 1981. And we still refer to the personal computer as the PC since then. So how did later developments affect the way we use the internet? Well, there's plenty. And we'll take a look here at some of them. And how does technology affect life? Well, the internet has come a long way since its start. The World Wide Web was originally made up of static pages that people would navigate through using a keyboard and mouse. 
Today we use the internet on our mobile phones, tablets, and computers to watch videos, shop online, and even work from home. The evolution of the mobile phone industry has had a huge impact on how we use the internet. Smartphones are more powerful than ever before, and they offer us access to all kinds of services that used to require an expensive desktop computer. Apps have also made it easier for people to access information online without having to type in complicated URLs or download files. Future developments in technology will change how we use the internet even more drastically than before. One example is 5G, which will make it possible for more things done on the internet at faster speeds. So what's next for the internet? Well, there's plenty. The internet is not a static entity. It evolves and changes with time. The next few years, we'll see some interesting developments in its use and the evolution of social media will have its own effect on what we see in the future. The next few years will be an exciting time for the Internet as we can expect to see some new developments in how we use it and faster than ever before. And this change has an effect on how people interact online, too. The metaverse is a fairly new term and it's disrupting what currently exists online. It was announced recently that Facebook is opening a store in New York to sell devices to allow people access to the metaverse. And the metaverse is a digital space that combines reality and virtual reality through the use of artificial intelligence. The term was first coined by Neil Stevenson, who wrote the book Snow Crash in 1992. The idea of a metaverse has been around for years, but it's only recently been made possible with the advancements in technology, such as virtual reality headsets. So the next question we look at here is where is the internet headed and what does it mean for our future? Well, the future of the internet is not just about the change in technology, but also about how people use it. So we looked at changes in the internet and the technologies involved and how it affects our daily lives. We've seen that many people are now using voice assistants such as Siri or Alexa to control their devices. The way we interact with computers also changed dramatically with the introduction of touch screens and voice commands. We've also seen artificial intelligence grow and it's been used to create content for websites, automate tasks, and make predictions about what we might like or need next. As a result, artificial intelligent writers are becoming increasingly popular in the workplace. There is also a new AI ready to be released for more users that will allow them to create graphics just by giving a written description of the image they would like to see produced. And as trends develop, I will cover them and bring them to you here on Tech Brood. And you can always keep up with tech news by signing up for the newsletter at gregdoig.com. Coming up next on Tech Brood, some tech news. We have a couple of tech news stories. The first one comes from Apple Insider, where the headline reads, Apple teases Skywalker sound featurette ahead of Star Wars date. A behind-the-Mac film posted to Apple's YouTube channel yesterday, which was April 29th, unveiled a sneak peek into the workings of the Skywalker Sound Studio. The minute-long trailer featured the artist behind Skywalker Sound, the Lucasfilm division responsible for Star Wars sound effects. The entire film is set to debut on May 4th. The clip showed the producers involved in making various sound effects in the franchise, set to a melody that combined many of those chimes and dings. This is just the latest in the Behind the Mac series, which chronicles professionals who integrated Mac computers into their workflows, and they previously profiled individuals such as Kendrick Lamar and James Blake. Apple launched this campaign back in 2018, and one of the first artists profiled was a singer-songwriter, Grimes. And our next story 
and it's about official and legendary putty and Audacity apps landed in the Microsoft Store. The source for this news is Daniel Rubino from Windows Central. Here's what he says, what you need to know about official PuTTY, that's P-U-T-T-Y, and Audacity apps. They're now in the Microsoft Store. The new listings are part of the revitalization and new policies Microsoft made for Windows 11 and also Windows 10. The apps join Firefox, Opera, Epic Games, Discord, Zoom, and others. The new Microsoft Store for Windows 11, and again for Windows 10, brought with it newly relaxed policies that let older, also known as classic apps, to be listed without adopting any new Microsoft technology like installers. The effort is to move developers onto the store with the hopes that down the line they will slowly begin to use more modern tools to give a better customer experience. Now at the store, two very old school and still widely popular apps are available. And again, they are Audacity and Putty. Audacity, if you're not familiar, is a well-known free, easy-to-use multi-track audio editor and recording tool. It originally came out in 2000, and it's an open-source app. It's been downloaded over 200 million times since its release. The app is relevant in 2022 and is likely to be a go-to solution for those who want familiarity with easy-to-use audio editing options. And the next app, also a legend, Putty, which is another free and open-source project and acts as a terminal emulator, serial console, and network file transfer application. According to Wikipedia, Putty has no official meaning despite its unique capitalization, as they write it, capital P, lowercase u, two capital T's, and a capital Y. Okay, anyways, like Audacity, it was developed in the late 1990s and was available to download in 2000. Apparently, it was a great year for free software, because they're still here. Anyways, both are now available, again, in the Windows 11 and Windows 10 stores. And there's hopefully going to be other oldies but goodies showing up in the store, too. So take a look, if you're a Windows user, at those two apps, if you haven't used them before. And you can get them at the low, low price of free. Coming up next on Tech Brood, our tech products review section for this week. Today's review is about Snapseed. Snapseed is a complete and professional photo editor developed by Google. It was created in 2011, and it differs from most photo editing apps in that it offers a more manual approach with users able to make fine adjustments to images through a series of slider controls. And it has lots of features, 29 tools and filters, which include healing, brush, structure, HDR, and perspective. You can open JPEG and RAW files. You can save your personal looks and apply them to new photos later. It has selective filter brush. And all styles can be tweaked with fine, precise control. And it's available for both iOS and Android. And it has full professional photo editing tools and a program that is free. And there aren't any ads and it's continually been improved since it first came out, as mentioned in 2011. And there are plenty of things you can do to improve an already good picture you take, no matter what type of smartphone camera you're using. And with all the different features and controls, you can spend anywhere from seconds to minutes creating a masterpiece with the photos that you take. So if you haven't heard of Snapseed, or you did and you haven't used it in a while, take a look. It'll really improve your photos, and it's a great app, again, for both iOS and Android. Well, this ends this week's show, but yes, we will work to bring you more and hope you enjoyed another episode of Tech Brood, where we talk about getting your tech brood just the way you like it. 
I'm Greg Doig, and thank you for listening.